Due to the graphic nature of this program, listener discretion is advised. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is your friendly neighborhood Pinhead198 coming back to you with another episode. And as we speak on this episode, we are less than 24 hours away from the release of Halloween Kills worldwide and streaming on Peacock, which we will get into this and the reasons why. Maybe not the reasons why, but why I despise Jason Blum of Blumhouse fame. In my opinion, and this is my humble opinion as someone who has been watching horror films for 30 years. Yes, I have been watching horror movies since I was 5 years old. Probably a correlation of why I'm so fucked up in the head, but... This is egregious and this is why I despise Jason Blum so much and why I consider him to be one of the biggest hacks... In horror movie franchise history as far as producing and getting things out there. He coasts off the artistic nature of what actual horror directors do. And he makes and reaps the benefits of it. Make no mistake about it. He is not a true genre horror film lover. He proves this by doing what he's done with Halloween Kills and some of the stupid shit that he says all the time. Especially when it regards to Halloween Kills. So we'll start off, we'll get to the interview into the reasoning why he was scared of releasing Halloween Kills solely in theaters even though the pandemic timeline that we're living in has proven that people are still going back to the theaters. There are record-breaking numbers in theaters. You can look it up yourself. The mathematics prove it. That if the movie is good or interesting enough to people, they will risk to go to the theater to see it. You don't have to take my word for it. You can take the word of Venom, which had a better opening weekend than the first film, You can take the word from the newest Bond film, which may not be ideal in the eyes of the box office here, but internationally, it's breaking COVID records, even in the States, from what we've seen. And that would have continued with Halloween Kills, considering how great the box office was in 2018, and we are in the horror Halloween movie season. So with that being said, we'll get into Jason Blum's dumbass reasons of why. And we're going to debunk this real fucking quick. No, it was not NBC, Universal, the giant corporation that interfered and said, we need this for our streaming content. Jason Blum himself, the producer of this film, pushed, and I'm sure he threatened quite a bit considering his success, in some instances, unwarranted success, but his success as a producer, as he's siphoned off the gas of real artistic creators, especially in the horror franchise, in the horror genre, 
he has a lot of sway. So he pushed Warner, or excuse me, because we're in the same bracket here. He pushed NBC Universal to release this on Peacock simultaneously the day it's released. Sabotaging your film, by the way, dumb fuck. You fuckwit moron hack. However, we'll get into that on the second half. We're going to go into an interview. And this is why I say the dumbass nonsense that he spouts out. This was of February 21st, 2020, this year. Practically the beginning of the year, the second month of the year. And we are going to go down the line of the stupid shit that Jason Blum says that makes me really despise him because of this re- this reliance and our... We're really holding on to the fact that he's the end-all, be-all for horror, especially producers. He's not, and we'll break it down why he's not. And this is a further testament to why he's not. He's just a lucky fuck that fell into some good pussy, and now he's a fucking multimillionaire because of it. Not because he's talented or because he knows what he's doing. Just because he was a lucky fuck that got the lucky winning lotto ticket. So let's go down the line and we'll look at this interview from February 21st, 2020. And then we'll get into the most recent interview from his own mouth of why Halloween Kills is now being simultaneously broadcast on Peacock while it's released in theaters, which in my opinion is sabotaging the fucking film. And we have the numbers to prove it. Because 2018's Halloween was record-breaking. It drew in more money than the last three Halloween films combined, including the Rob Zombie remake. So, but we're going to get into it. Jason Blum explains how Halloween Kills won't suffer from the same problems as Lord of the Rings. So he's already comparing this shit to Lord of the Rings. The hubris and utter arrogance from this absolute hack fuckwit. Someone who is far beneath David S. Goyer on the spectrum. Because at least, at the very least, the way you feel about him, regardless of David S. Goyer, at least he fucking created something which Jason Blum has never created. At least he's never created anything on his own that actually made money. He's produced shit. That makes tons of money because he knows how to grift and get good people that know what the fuck they're doing in horror. But he's never created anything himself whatsoever. So he's no different than me or you. My humble pinhead people who listen to this. He's no different than me or you who have yet to get our stuff out there yet. The only difference is, like I said, he's a fucking grifter. That siphons off the gas of actual creative artists. So here we go. Jason Blum somehow makes a connection between Halloween Kills and the Lord of the Rings trilogy when teasing the upcoming sequel starring Jamie Lee Curtis. It's hard to imagine Halloween being compared to the Lord of the Rings trilogy. (laughs) You ain't kidding. But executive producer Jason Blum just made that connection because he's a fucking arrogant prick who has no talent. Except for grifting. So I'll give him that. He's a great grifter. 
Following the Breakout Halloween reboot sequel, and let's get this real straight, it's not a remake, it's not a reboot, it's a direct sequel. You guys made that perfectly clear, and you can call back to all the other movies all you want. This is a four-film arc. Halloween 1978, Halloween 2018, Halloween Kills in 2021, and Halloween Ends whenever the fuck that comes out, depending on how these idiots want to do this and you know that's a four film arc all the rest of the shit is non-canon it's not her brother anymore this is a four film arc so for all intents and purposes this is not a remake nor a reboot it is a sequel it is a direct sequel so let's get that out right now for the brain deads and if you want to debate me on it come at me because I will break you down and I will critically tell you why this is not a reboot nor a remake. It is a fucking direct sequel. There are some questions that should be answered in Halloween Kills. I agree with that. But this is a sequel. So let's go. Following the Breakout Halloween reboot slash sequel released in 2018, Blumhouse Productions announced plans for two more films to close out the trilogy. No. The four film arc. Halloween Kills, which lands in theaters on October 16th, followed by Halloween Ends on October 15th, 2021, if things work out. We shall see. Here's hoping. But there you go. That'll be Halloween Ends in 2021. All of the films will be directed by David Gordon Green, with Jamie Lee Curtis attached to star. So, you're just telling us right off the bat... That's not my spoiler, that's their spoiler, that Jamie Lee, at the very least, if she dies, she won't be killed off until Halloween ends. So thanks for that spoiler. When the new Halloween film ended, it appeared that Lori Strode had finally killed her boogeyman after trapping Michael Myers in a basement before setting her entire house on fire. Of course, evil can never truly stay dead, and Michael Myers will be resurrected for the upcoming sequel, with a third film in the series already confirmed. As he begins to promote the new sequel, and here we go into the meat and potatoes of the article and this guy's hubris, Halloween Kills Blumhouse talked about, which, let's just say, Halloween Kills Jason Blum talked about how the film will stand on its own with a complete story while still fitting into the large trilogy plans being orchestrated. That's how the Lord of the Rings trilogy got involved. You're not him, so shut the fuck up. But anyway, the fact that you try and put yourself on the level of Peter Jackson, even though you've never created or directed a film, is laughable to me. But let's continue. You know, that's like New Line Cinema... When Two Towers of... So we're getting into the relevancy. That's like New Line Cinema as a production company saying that Lord of the Rings, even though we didn't know the, se the, the, the second sequel would be compared to Star Wars Empire Strikes Back. You're a fucking idiot. Anyway, let's look at the quote from this great man of horror. I worried about it until I saw the second one. Blum told... I-09, and David Gordon Green, director, worried about it. That it would feel like, remember Lord of the Rings? Like you were getting the, getting the full story? It doesn't feel that at all. 
So what you're initially saying is that this movie is better than the second sequel to Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. Let's go over that again so that we can not misinterpret this. And I'll leave out the sidebars. I worried about it until I saw the second film. And David Gordon Green, director. Directed by David Gordon Green. So let's just do that. Worried about it. That it would feel like, remember Lord of the Rings? Like you weren't getting the full story with Lord of the Rings. It doesn't feel that way at all with this film. Good job, Blum. You're already off to a great start. And furthermore, why you're a fucking hack. Essentially, Blum is saying that Halloween Kills will give audiences a satisfying beginning, middle, and end to the story while still understanding that a third part is already on the way. Apparently, that wasn't abundantly clear when the Lord of the Rings film started with the Fellowship of the Rings before the movie was eventually followed by the Two Towers and Return of the King, which proves you never read the books. And that doesn't mean you had to have... But it also makes me wonder if you've actually seen the fucking films of Lord of the Rings, the entire trilogy, except for glossing over it with your little daughters or your, your sons or whatever the fuck you have, because guys like you fuck like rabid rabbits, so I know you have kids. Don't quote me on that, but we're really going down this line. You really think you're that great. And this is where I say the hubris and arrogance comes into play. Halloween Kills feels like a complete movie. We'll see about that in less than 24 hours. Blum said, There's a first, second, and third act. It it has a big end. You still know from the end of the second movie where the third movie is going. But the second movie ends in a totally satisfying way. So it doesn't feel like you know that Lord of the Rings issue that they had. Uh, Shut up, because you know good and well... This will be a cliffhanger leading off to the third film, so initially you'll be Lord of the Rings. Only a second-rate version of it, because you're behind it. Pushing your nose up to this shit, so fuck you, Blum. According to Blum, plans for the upcoming Halloween trilogy, for film arc, once again, started coming together after he saw the new film from Green ahead of its release. While that movie initially started as a standalone project, sure it did, Blum and Green saw the potential for the story to continue, and that's what eventually spawned Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends. And we're not going to go down this whole line, because it's pontificating on an arrogant idiot that I just can't stand, but we'll read this line, and then we'll go into the next reason of why Halloween Kills, excuse me, Kills, is being released simultaneously on Peacock, a a platform which nobody except for diehard wrestling fans and maybe football fans watch. So, (laughs) good luck with that, dum-dum. After we saw the first movie, we started talking about making it a trilogy, Blum said. We We started talking to David about what if we continue this. And it was his idea of like, sure. I know what I want would do I would do two and three I know what the stories are and we started talking about it even before the movie came out and then we were lucky enough to get to do it so we finished the second one and we're about to start the third one I just saw the second one it's pretty good 
Halloween Kills will officially land in theaters on October 16th simultaneously, and I'm adding that on with Peacock. So he has all this faith in the world, and yet, da 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 and, and, and it continues in this art, in article. If you want to see it, it's from Nerdcore Movement. And it goes on and on and on about how much faith he has in this film. Cut to September 30th, 2021. A few weeks ago. And I saw this before I did this episode. I saw this and read it and it proves to me how not only do you have no faith in this film, but you're inadvertently sabotaging this film because you're a fucking idiot. But here we go. Jason Blum pushed Halloween Kills streaming after Freaky failed in theaters. I stand by it. First of all, Halloween is not Freaky. Freaky, the only reason why most of us went to see Freaky was because we wanted to see Vince Vaughn acting like a teenage girl. That's it. Secondly, and more importantly, Freaky is not an established franchise film like Halloween. Thirdly, Freaky was just your sick, twisted attempt at trying to get a Disney movie pushed out as a graphic horror film. Not too graphic, because it's not that brutal, but a comedy horror film. Freaky Friday. So let's just... It's, it's, it's Freaky Friday meets Silence of the Lambs. You know, it's if Hannibal Lecter or any serial killer got into the... You're just doing Disney... In your, Im- in your own image, because you think you're a god, even though you're a fuckwit hack. The, the-, the theatrical-only release of Freaky last year left a bad taste in Blum's mouth, and he didn't want to repeat the same mistakes. You wouldn't have. We've already proven that people will go to the movies in the COVID timeline, we have seen it multiple times long before this film came out. Multiple times. Furthermore, as I just previously stated, this is not a genre established picture. Freaky is not established. Halloween is. Regardless of if you eradicated all the other movies from canon, it is still an established Box office draw that we have seen multiple times. Even in the worst cases, people still go to see Michael Myers murder. But you'd know that, right? Because you're such a fan of your own productions, right? Right, Jason? Blumhouse boss and horror producer Jason Blum vowed last year that David Gordon Green's Halloween Kills would be released in October 2021, vaccine or known vaccinated. So, fortunately, there is a vaccine, and Halloween Kills is set to open October 15th. Unfortunately, the potential box office growth for Halloween Kills might be affected by the decision to make the horror sequel available to stream on Peacock, one of the worst streaming services on planet Earth. On the same day it opens, 
in theaters. Universal announced the movie to streaming for Halloween Kills on September 9th. And that was a couple of weeks before we get this bullshit article. I might have more faith in you if this was HBO Max, Netflix, hell, Amazon Prime. Hell, I'd even say Paramount Plus, but that's not the case because Peacock is one of the worst streaming services on planet Earth. They're known for crashing. They're known for giving you commercials in your product even though you're a premium member. Yes, that happens. So it's one of the worst premium services and that's why I say this film is being sabotaged by its own producer, Jason Fuckwit Blum. So let's get down to it and we'll wrap this up before I really get into a rant because I'm getting... This shit triggers me just for the simple fact that I can't stand when non-fans are reaping the benefits off of horror films like Jason has done for over a decade. In a new interview with Collider, Blum said that it was his decision to give Halloween kills. Now, let's make that perfectly clear. And like I stated, this was not an NBC Universal corporate. They had to have it because we're winning the street. This was from Jason Blum himself. So let's go over this once again, and I'll stop interrupting, and we'll wrap this up. In a new interview with Collider, Blum said that it was his decision to give Halloween Kills a hybrid release and not something that was mandated by studio Universal Pictures. Once again, this was not mandated by Studio Universal Pictures. As a matter of fact, dare I speak on Universal's behalf, I, you know, I don't know behind the scenes, but I would have dared to see how, you know, Universal being smart, especially after Fast 9, whether I like it or not, and the, and the bang-up job they did in the, in the theaters and the COVID timeline, I'm pretty sure Universal initially wanted to reap the most benefits from the box office and they wanted this exclusively in theaters. But because Blum has so much sway because he's made them billions of dollars, they let him get away with this shit. Let's continue. Many industry figures were surprised by the decision as Universal was at the forefront of changing the theater theatrical window during the pandemic the studio struck deals with exhibition chains like amc and regal where films grossing 50 million or more on opening week and received a 31 day window reasonable while films below that threshold get a 17 day window even more reasonable universal previously opted out of the strategy for the Boss Baby family business, which arrived in theaters and streamed via Peacock on July 2nd, because you needed a quick family film that wasn't going to make a lot at the box office, because let's just face it, Boss Baby is dreck just like Jason Blum. And yes, I can say that because I've seen it and it's fucking trash, so no wonder why they put it on their streaming service and had no faith in it. Unlike this movie, which I'm sure Universal had tons of faith because faith because 2018's Halloween made them a shit ton of fucking money. We all dropped the bag to Universal, so just keep that in mind. I approached them, Blum told Collider. I like everyone else. 
I'm a big believer in the theatrical experience. Yeah, when you're making money off of it. I think eventually, I think there should be windows. I think universal strategy of the three-week window is a great strategy. But I had a bad distribution experience with Freaky. And here we go with your hubris and your in your own, you know... What's the proper word? Your own... Uh, your own bullshit. We'll just go with that because you're feeling inadequate about how you, for the first time in history, released a bomb in the theaters. Because no matter what I want to say, Jason Blum, as a producer, has had immense success and he's had hit after hit after hit after hit after hit. It's like the fucking home run derby. And then Freaky came and it fucking bombed. That's partly because it was a terrible movie and you co-signed it. So that's your fault for being a fuckwit. Like I said, we only went to see this film for the young actress and most importantly to see Vince Vaughn acting like that young actress as a high school girl. That's why it bombed. Like I said, wanting to make Disney films in your own image. And that's why you fail because you're not Disney. As arrogant as you are, you're not Air. You're not Disney. Try again. This movie is a great movie, and it didn't get seen because the distribution of it got all twisted up. My fault. So let's pause right there. It wasn't a great film. That's one. It was a very entertaining popcorn film that you can see with your girlfriend, your boyfriend, etc., etc., one time, and that's it. And that's what most people did, and that's why it bombed, because it didn't get repeat viewings. Not even on rental services. So there's that. However, you also admitted that the, the, the twisting up of the distribution of why most of us didn't know about it until the last minute, and that's true, so I'll give you that one. You just admitted it was your own fault. So by that, by that assertion then maybe you and Halloween Kills should have stepped the fuck out and let the true expert and artist do their fucking job while you sat on your lazy ass and just collected the money. But your arrogance won't let you do that, so we continue. Freaky, directed by Happy Death Day, which is very, very obvious, Helmer, Christopher Landon, and starring Vince Vaughn, and Catherine Newton opened last October exclusively in theaters and failed out at the box office. The body swap horror movie did not even crack the $10 million mark. So there you go. It's not just my words. It's the community telling you this shit's garbage. Universal took Freaky to VOD platforms in the film's fourth weekend of release. I didn't want to go through this experience again, Blum said. I didn't want to have a movie that I'm really proud of, that I think is great, and have there be an, exclusive, an excuse why people didn't see it. So I'm the one who pitched Universal and told them, please, God, don't let this release exclusively in theaters. Let it be streamed on a streaming service which nobody gives a fuck about unless it's Super, it's Football Sunday or WWE pay-per-views on the line. <laughs> Real brilliant. 
And then I pitched Jamie Lee Curtis and David, and it was my idea. I stand behind it, and I'm glad we're doing it. And you're a fuckwit for doing it, so. And that's the end of that. We're not going to go too far into it because I'm I'm starting to get pissed off because this guy is a fucking hack, and I can't stand the fact that we are relying on him, a lot of us, myself included, for the first five years of Blum, So I'm guilty of this as well. I'm not going to be a hypocrite. But I'm tired of this idea. I've grown out of it, unlike a lot of people, where we need to grow out of this mentality where Jason Blum produced films are the end-all, be-all, and the only thing that horror has to offer. Wrong. Wrong. You couldn't be even more wrong, even if you fucking tried. There are studios that don't even get a quarter of the push that Blumhouse Productions gets and they make far better horror films. They don't only just make far better horror films, they make better genre pictures. Which he tried to go outside of and he failed as well. Proving... That he is a grifter beyond... He is a master grifter. He sells you a bill of goods. Sometimes they're good. A lot of the times they're rotten. This guy needs to go. He either needs to go or step down and have someone where he can just do what he loves best to make lots and lots and gobs of money. That's why Halloween kills is being released simultaneously on Peacock as well in theaters because he's more greedy than Universal, and that's saying quite a bit. When a so-called artist, which he's not, and this is why I despise producers because I had to deal with this shit on a smaller scale level, but with the same political mentality in film school, where producers think that they run the show because they put money in, and they think they're artists because they put money in. So if you're such an artist, how about you do this, Jason Blum? On the next film, you produce, you write, and you direct the film. And prove me wrong. You won't do it because you don't have the talent to. Because, like I said, you're a grifter. You're a high-quality grifter, but you're a grifter nonetheless. Selling bills of goods to people and sometimes you win. And in the case of Freaky, when you lose, you melt down and throw a temper tantrum and sabotage the next film that actually will make tons of money, even if it was solely in the theaters. Dare I say it, and I might be bold here, but Halloween Kills would have broken another fucking box office record. And how are you gonna how are you gonna do? When you've sabotaged the box office, considering this is one week out before Dune is released. You could have made all this gobs of money, done the 31-day rule that Peacock wanted to go under, and made more money after that before Dune came to the theaters and cleaned your fucking clock. Now you're just letting Dune waltz the fuck right in and put Michael Myers in the fucking grave before Laurie Strode does. Good job, Jason. 
And we can say it's Jason Blum because as we stated in the article, as we watched, as we heard in interviews, as I've heard in interviews, this is not a corporate NBC Universal decision. This cannot be blamed on the corporations. This success or failure is solely on the shoulders of Mr. Jason Blum. So good luck with that, Mr. Blum. I hope you fucking fail. And I'm a huge, die-hard fucking Halloween fan. I am going to the theater on Saturday. I'm wearing my Halloween Michael Myers mask in the theater as I watch it. Excluding breaks from popcorn and my, you know, diabetes-ridden icy that I love to drink so much. My two. And I'll watch it on Peacock with my grandmother because my grandmother cannot go to the theater because the cold is too much for her. So I will be seeing this multiple times. However, I hope you fail. Not Halloween. I hope you fail. Because you're a fucking hack. With no artistic value whatsoever. And you need to be put in the proverbial grave. As I've mentioned before, you're an old junkyard dog. That should have been put down. Three or four years ago. Before you ran the fuck amok. Like you're doing right now. Just had to get that off my chest. Sorry ladies and gentlemen. Who are my loyal listeners. But I'm sick of this shit. I'm sick of the disrespect to horror. These companies. And these so called. Horror aficionado producers. They love the disrespect. Horror films. At any chance they get. And the only thing they love to do more than that. Is reap the benefits off the horror films. That they disrespect. So fuck them. Let's get some new blood in here. That actually respects the horror films. That we've seen. Like Cronenberg's son. Like Ari Aster. There's plenty out there. Who actually respect this genre. And respect filmmaking altogether. And we need to get more of them in there. And less fuckwits like Jason Blum. So that's the end of my rant. I thank you for listening to this episode, especially this episode. We're going to get into more. We're going to do an AEW. We're going to do a full tilt AEW review on everything from Dynamite, Rampage. And we're going to continue the next two episodes that, yes, (laughs) even though I said I wouldn't, the next two episodes of Road to Grot. Or roads to the top, excuse me, (laughs) you know, same difference. But we're going to get all into it, and yes, I will have my, I will have two episodes. Actually, I'll probably have one where I do a Halloween review, and then a second half where I spoil the shit out of it. But you will get that warning, and I also will do... I'm thinking about it, I might read The Hellbound Heart as a treat for the Halloween season, but we'll see. I got to get my undiagnosed dyslexia under control and drink quite a le- quite a bit less so I can actually articulate the words in the book and not stutter so much like I do quite a bit. So, maybe that's happening. And yes, once and for all, the Phantasm Retrospective will be another episode. So those are something to look forward to. And yes, they will be consistent because... For those of you that are listening to this podcast, I love you. And even those of you who are hate listening to this podcast, I love you too. So 
This is your boy, Papa Pinhead198, signing off. Love you guys. Take care.